2: join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman Takes take over, taking over, taking over I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night <laughs> Would you throw your head back and shout one time if you believe that? Hallelujah, y'all ready for the word tonight? Amen, we welcome those watching in every campus Lift your Bibles high, let's get right into it this is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word, which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer of the word, I'm a doer of the word. This word. Life life Shot that thing. I am. Hallelujah. Remain standing, if you would, one scripture tonight. I got to feel it that tonight's going to be a good night. Ooh-hoo. Genesis 8-22, you got it? Genesis 8-22. You got it? While the earth remains, is the earth still here? Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night, shall not cease. Amen. Look at that first part while the earth remains. Y'all just said it, it's still here. Amen. Seed time and harvest. Look at the end shall not cease. Amen. Father we thank you for your word tonight. Father we thank you that there is something that's working for us right now. While we are in the house of the Lord giving you glory. Our seed is working. <laughs> Seeds that we sowed years ago are working for us. The love we sowed today on our jobs is working for us. While we're here giving you glory, seed time and harvest time are working for our favor. And we glorify you for that now. Taylor, make this word for us your people. In Jesus' name, somebody shout, "My my seed is working for me. As you sit down, touch two or three people telling that. so your seed is working for you. Your seed is working for you. Your seed is working for you. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, God always begins by giving us seed. It's how life works. Matter of fact, Mark chapter 4 and verse 26, he says, and he said, the kingdom of God is like a man that should scatter seed on the ground and to sleep by night and rise by day. And the seeds that sprout and grow, he himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, then the full grain. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So watch this. Uh, the, The currency of the kingdom is seed time and harvest time. Say that. Seed time and harvest time. Now watch this. God has promised that as long as the earth remains, that seed time and harvest time shall remain. Which means if you get this principle tonight, that it will work for you no matter where you're at in life. No matter where you're at at geographically, no matter where you're at socioeconomically, no matter where you're at relationally. Wherever you're at, if you get this principle, it's going to work for you. Why? Because the earth's still here. Are y'all still with me? Uh, Now watch this. Uh, The example of how this is the currency of the kingdom and how seed time and harvest time Uh, is what life is, is demonstrated with Adam. Uh, Genesis 129, you can write it down, look at it in your own time. And God says, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you, it shall be for food. So God says, I'm going to give you trees, but really what I want to give you is the seed because if I give you the seed once, I will never after uh, have to recreate something again. I think you missed what I just said. God says, I want to give you the seed because if you get the seed, I will only have to create something once. That is the reason why 6,000 years ago when he spoke the seed into existence, God has never had to create another tree. He's never had to create another Adam. He's never had to do anything over again because he gave you the seed first. Are you getting this? Now, that is just how yours, uh, our lives work, is that God gives us uh, the seed. Adam uh, was placed in Eden. It, with, the word Eden means the land of voluptuous living. Adam was placed uh, uh, in, in the garden of Eden, uh, because all of Eden was in the garden. He was placed in the garden of voluptuous living. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know a better place to be put than in a place called voluptuous. I love the Bible because it doesn't say the land of good living. It's not the land of good life. It's not the land of an all right life. It is the land of voluptuous living. Meaning, whatever you could imagine, it is far greater than that in its abundance. Now that's where he places you and I. And just like Adam, he says, Adam, I'm going to give you seed. But now what are you going to do with the seed that I give you? That's your neighbor say, you've been dealt a bag of seeds. (laughs) God only gave Adam seed. Now we all start with some kind of seed. Some people have more seed than others, but we all get seed. It's just like uh, if you are playing a card game, you may not be dealt the best hand, but you got a hand. You may not have been dealt uh, of the best family situation, but you got some folk around you. you. You may not have been dealt the best friends, but you halfway got some. you. You've been given, you've been dealt something. And God calls that what? See. Now God places you in your promised land. Say, "I am, I am. in my promised land." In my promised land. You, you are already in your Eden. you just don't know it yet, because it's disguised behind giants. I need to say that again. Too many saints are waiting on some big boom bang to happen before they realize that everything they could ever want is already around them simply waiting their ability to recognize it. Because since he's no respecter of persons, if he gave you seed, he gave your neighbor some seed. Let me say it another way because you'll get this illustration Uh this. Uh Oprah can't get no better quality seed than he gave you. She just knew how to plant her seed. Yeah, 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 okay, you're going to get, okay, you understood that. Touch your neighbor, say, you got to work your seed, got to work your seed. Now, he places you in. You're already in. You're not waiting to get there. When the day you became a believer in Jesus Christ, and if you're not, before this experience is over, you will be one. But the day you became one, you were then transferred out of darkness into light. You were transferred out of get by into voluptuous living. Automatic transfer. Got it? Now, once that transfer occurs, what your life becomes depends on what you do with the seeds you have. Say that again. It is not dependent on the devil. It's not dependent on your mother, your father, your pedigree, where you're from, where you grew up. What your life becomes is completely dependent on what you do with the seed you've been given. Are you getting this? Now, uh, God tells Adam to tend the garden. Say "Tend." tend. That means to scatter the seed, to water the seed, and harvest the increase. Scatter the seed, water the seed. Harvest the increase. Okay. Now, now, that's important because it's not enough to scatter it. I got to water it. And then once it produces a harvest, I have to collect that. I'm here to tell you your neighbor has harvest with their name on it that's still sitting waiting to be collected. And the problem is, is if you don't collect your harvest, if it sits out and it is exposed too long, it will become rotten. Okay, test your name and say, stick with him, stick with him. Now, I told you at the beginning, everything in life is based on this principle. Seed time and what? Harvest time. So, so check this out. Let me, show you how, let me show you how granular this is in your life. Uh, you are a tree that is a result of seeds that have been sown in your life. You think the way you do because of seed that was sown into you. You feel the way you do because of seed that was sown into you. You think the way about yourself that you do because of the seed that was sown into you. You, you think about others the way you do because of the seed that was sown into you. When you look in the mirror, you feel a certain way because of the seed that was sown into you. Not just by other people, but the seed that you sow in yourself. Got it? That's why two people can be sitting in the same day and experience the same thing. And one gets something great and one not seem to be able to find anything great in it because they are a product of different seed. They are a product of different watering techniques. They are a product of some stuff that was never harvested like it was supposed to. And guess what? When you don't harvest some stuff, not only will it become rotten, but it will begin to kill the new seed. Are y'all still here? Okay, now check this out. Check this out. We're going we're to get into it. We're going to get into it. Now, now, your children are simply a result of the seed sown into them. They think the way they do because of the seed you sow. They they feel the way they do because of the, fi- the 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 seed you sow. They approach life the way they do because of the seed you sow. Uh, how many people? And you don't have to raise your hand. Just wink at me, or you know, move your left pinky toe or something. How how many people? When you got into the adult stage of your life, you wish there were some things that your parents had prepared you for. Yeah. That when you got into the thick of things, you're like, didn't nobody tell me this? This. All right. Now, 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 watch this. Your marriage is a result of the seed you've sown. It's either the stairway to heaven or the gateway to hell, based on the seed you've sown. Your job is a result of the seed you've sown. Your car is a result of the seed you've sown. Okay, I'm going to mess with us. Our bodies are a result of the abundance of seed with cheese. Thank you, G. And pork that we sow. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> are you getting it? Everything in life is seed time harvest. Everything is that way. Now, now there are four kinds of seed. Because when I say seed, most, most people will automatically intimate money. And that's one of them. But every thought is a seed. That's why the scripture says take every thought captive. Take every seed captive. Every thought is a seed. Because thoughts, when planted, become actions. Got it? When watered, they become strongholds. But then, then, every word is a seed. Every word you speak is a seed. That's why Proverbs says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Not the devil, not angels, not even God. Death and life are not in the power of God. Isn't that amazing? God says, I put the power of death and life in your mouth. And now you can create it with the seed coming out of your mouth. Isn't that something? But then look at this. Then look at this. Then look at this. Every action is a seed. Every action is a seed. Everything I do, I'm sowing something. You know what the Bible calls that? Reaping and sowing. What is that just another word phrase for? Seed time and harvest time. Y'all got it? The world calls it Karma they just biting off of us. That's all. They're just biting off the book. They're just biting off Whatever I sow is going to return. Amen. But the thing about a harvest is it always returns greater than what was sown. Now, if you've been sowing some good seed, that's a good thing. But if you've been sowing gossip and discord and foolishness, when that stuff comes back around, it's quiet in the Catholic Church. We love Catholic people. And your money is a seed. Four kinds of seed. Four kinds of seed. Thoughts, words, actions, and your money. Got it? Now, towards the end of tonight's lesson, uh, we're gonna focus in on that money part, just so you can get some get some. Any, anybody would like to see some some greater things happening in your finances? Okay, cool. I'm gonna say how to do that. I'm gonna say how to do that. Because the word is real clear about this. Amen. Now, there's six laws. That's all. Six laws about seed time and harvest time. Six laws about seed time and harvest time. A law means it works whether you know it's working or not. The wonderful thing about the Word of God is the Word of God is completely irrespective of one's knowledge. But what do you mean, Bishop? Is that even if you don't know it, it's still working? You don't have to believe. People say, well, "I just don't believe what the Word." That's fine. You don't have to believe in gravity, but get on the top of this building and walk. You're going to become a believer of something. I just don't believe all of what that preacher said. I I don't care what you believe. It's completely irrelevant to me. At the end of the day, it's going to work because it's his earth. And his earth says, as long as it remains, you will plant and you will see a harvest of what you plant. Got it? Now, the only time that ends is when the earth no longer remains, and that's never happening. There'll be an end of the age, but never an end of the earth. Bible college. All right. Six laws. You ready for the first one? Now, now, first, how many kinds of seeds you got? Four. What are they? Thoughts, words, actions, money. Do re me. Number one, six laws. Seeds are smaller than the harvest they represent. I love when Jesus talks about the seed because he says, if you'd have faith as the size of a mustard seed. Mustard seed is a very small seed. But he says, if you'd have faith that size, watch what he says. He says that that mustard seed grows and becomes one of the greatest herbs in the field, so much so that the birds are able to come and and perch and so on and so forth in that small seed. Here's the thing. Too many people think their seed is insignificant, so they never sow it because the seed is deceptive about what kind of harvest it will produce. You'd never think a great herb would spring forth out of a little, tiny, teeny mustard seed. And so somebody would look at that and think, oh, but that's just telling somebody thank you. But you didn't realize that in that seed of thank you, there was a harvest called favor. Amen. Okay, 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 say, say, so, 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 seeds are smaller than the harvest they represent. Some of the smallest seeds have the biggest harvest. But all seed will produce a harvest. All seed will produce a harvest. But you can't judge your harvest based on your seed. Sometimes people will think, let's talk about about thoughts. Let's talk about thoughts. Because remember, how many kinds of seed? What are they? Thoughts, words, actions, money. Now, somebody will think, well, this is just a little thought. It's no big deal. But that little thought that you don't think is a big deal turns into you making a life decision that can positively or negatively affect your future. Got it? Jesus even says it like this. You will give account for your idle words. Which means the stuff you just shoot the breeze with folk, and who shot John and all that, okay, those are all real old southern colloquialisms for, for just just be running your mouth. The stuff you just run your mouth about to people, Jesus said you're going to give an account for that. Now, what does he mean? You're going to stand in front of him. He's going to list everything you said. Mm-mm. What he means is, is this. Is every idle word, whether you know it or not, is a seed. And you're going to give an account for it when you face the harvest of it. So I know you didn't mean to call your child stupid, but you sowed that seed. And so now you're going to have to give an account for what you spoke. Come on, Bishop. Come on All right. I can't get nobody to say nothing. You didn't mean to say that to your wife that she's nagging. But you put it out there. So now you've sown a seed. Oh, God. And so now, what is the harvest you see? Oh, please say something. You didn't mean to say, wives, that your husband's dense. But you spoke it. And you didn't go back and uproot that seed. And since you didn't uproot that seed, now you'd be looking at him like, God, yeah, don't. Y'all ain't said nothing. You didn't mean to say your boss was cruel, but you did. Because you figured you were just telling it like the T I is. But what you did was put a s e e d S.E.E.D. in the ground. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Seeds are smaller than the harvest they represent. They're deceptive. I don't let people sow certain seeds around me. Like, I don't let people come around me and say words like little, and average, and small, and, and stuff like that. I don't, you can't even put that seed around me. Because while it seems like a real small thing, Jesus said it's those small seeds that will grow up and become greater than all of the other herbs. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the first law about seed. They're smaller than the harvest they represent. You may think, oh, it says five bucks I'm putting in. But Jesus, he gives a great example about a widow, which tells us that he was looking at what folks were given. And Jesus looks at what she gives and he says, but because this seed, whoa, Jesus, cost her more than it cost the person that gave 10 million. Because it didn't cost them nothing. They could have did that with no issue. But this little small mite that she gave, that cost her something. So since it cost her more than it cost him, I'm watching and that harvest is going to produce But that seed's going to produce a great harvest. Second law. Second law. You never know the scope of the harvest of the seed until you plant it. You never know the scope of the harvest of the seed until you plant it. Seed is a little mystery. It's a mystery. Because you never know all of what's in there until after you plant it and it begins to produce something. So, look even at your life. Look at some of the things that you used to speak, that you were speaking a uh, couple years ago. I, n- notice what you're seeing. <laughs> and here's the trip about it. Here's the trip about it. Here's, here's I'm going to give you a principle. This is, this is, this is, I'm going to go ahead and get ahead of myself. Here's the principle. When you recognize you've sown a seed, how many of them? What are they? Thoughts, words, actions, money. If you realize you sowed an action that that that's getting ready to create a harvest called a mess it's not enough to say lord forgive me forgiveness is not uprooting which means i got to go back and say father not only do i ask for your forgiveness but i need to uproot that seed Amen. Okay, I, I say i do that just a moment so you do that in a moment so you do the moment so what's in your hand is a mystery it's a, it's a mystery. Your talent is a seed. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. And you may think, "Oh, nobody wants to hear me sing." I'm sure there's some folks making millions and millions of dollars that thought that, and they can't even sing. <laughs> oh, oh nobody's this, this that. Uh, you sleeping on your seed. That's a, remember, that's all it gives you a seed. What it gives you, so you can't sleep on it. The most successful people in life aren't the most talented people, they're people that know how to work their seed. Amen. And if they got a little gift to gab, they're gonna work that little bit that they got, or what have you. Do you follow the principles? All right, so, so what's the first law? So Second law, because it's a mystery. <laughs> And, and, and the journey you're on called life is the journey of discovering what was in the seed. When your mother met your father, they didn't know what was in that seed. But out of that seed came a world changer. I, apparently I'm not talking to everybody, so the ones I'm talking to, let me tell you. Out of that seed, and can I encourage somebody, you know where you plant seed? In dirt. And some of you have felt like all your life you've had to go through a lot of dirt and a lot of darkness. I'm mean here to tell you that's because God says you were on the seed protection plan. Which meant I had to put you in the middle of some dirt and some dark situations because it was in that dirt that you were going to flourish. Amen. Now, now, here's the third law. Here's the third law. As long as you hold on to what you have, that's your harvest. As long as you hold on to what you have, that is your harvest. There is nothing greater to look forward to if you hold on to what you have in your thoughts, your words, your actions, your money. If you're saying, God, I, I really want to see a, an increase in my finances, but you hold on to what you have, that's it, that's your harvest. He can't give you something because it violates the law of seed time. For him to give you a harvest is for him to now inadvertently owe me. Because that would mean he respected you more than he respected me. And the word says he's no respecter of persons. So for you to get a harvest off of something you didn't sow, that's illegal. You you get the principle? Okay. Okay, okay. So, so, so this seed thing is really important. This seed thing is really, 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 really important. As long as you hold on to what you have, that's your harvest. Now, here's where we get discouraged in the sowing of seeds. Let's talk about money. It takes time for seeds to grow. Uh, if you were coming up and you used to take stuff and plant it because Big Mama had a garden in the back and you'd plant eggplant. Y'all, who, how many folks did that? Eggplant and tomato. And, and then you'd take the watermelon seeds and think you was going to plant them, <laughs> Because so, you figured, well, it's seeds, so I might as well be able to plant these seeds. And you didn't plant the little white ones. You got the nice big black ones, and you planted them black seeds. But you never seem to get <laughs> the watermelons back. <laughs> Part of that is because seeds only grow with the right conditions. Seeds only grow with the right conditions. Let me give you an example. Now, remember, I gave you that phrase 10, which means to scatter it, to water it, then to harvest. The water refers to the conditions, the watering of your seed. So let me give you, let me give you a whole scenario here. Let me give you a whole scenario. You say, God, I'm believing you for increase in my finances. I'm just going to use that. Is that all right? I'm believing you for increase. Because let me see how many people you, 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 you could use some increase. You wouldn't, you, it wouldn't hurt to give you a little something extra, a little something, something. Okay. (laughs) Say, God, I'm believing for increase there. Okay? Now, he already tells you the way there. Seed time, harvest. He already tells you the way there. You don't pray for money. There's nowhere in the Bible. Anybody that tells you, just pray for a harvest. They are lying to you. It's not coming. I don't care how much miracle water you get, how many, how many prayer packages you get, how much uh, miracle soap you get, how much miracle body olive oil you get, how many prayer rocks, David stones you get. I don't care what you get. They're lying to you because it violates his rule. Rule is, is you reap what you sow. Luke six thirty eight. Give, and it shall be given back. So, and it shall return in a harvest. You with me? Now, look at this. What happens is, say you believe in God and your finance. Lord, I'm believing you. And so I plant, I plant this seed uh, in the ground. Right? X amount. I'm believing for X amount uh, of harvest. Great. What'd you do? You planted a seed of your money. But now, but now I got to go water that seed. So I can't do that on Sunday and then Monday put a word in the ground. Nothing ever works for me. God, why is it taking so long? God, why does this always happen to me? What did I just do? I uprooted my seed because I planted a competing seed. And now the angels don't know which seed I really want in the ground. That's why the scripture says the angels hearken unto the word of the Lord. Not his voice, but the voice of his word. Which means when I plant conflicting seeds, they get confused. And so some of you are standing waiting on a harvest, but the angels are saying, as far as we're concerned, you've sown nothing. Because every time you sowed something good, you turned right back around and sowed something bad. But Father, forgive us for every seed that we shouldn't have sown. And we uprooted in the name of Jesus. <laughs> it takes time for seeds to grow. Yes. Nothing whether good, bad or ugly happens overnight. It grows through process. Which means sometimes you're just going to have to say to yourself, this too shall pass. Amen. I got seed in the ground. I'm speaking the word of the Lord. I'm taking my thoughts captive. I'm putting my actions right. So so th- this it, it ain't always go- sometimes you got to say to yourself it ain't always going to be this hard. Sometimes you say, I, I know it may look a little rough right now, but it's not always going to be this hard. Why? Because I found out that as long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest time. It may not, and can I tell you, sometimes the large harvests take a little bit longer to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Got it? Now, now, now. What's the third law? That's your harvest. That's why the enemy wants you to be selfish. He wants you to be hurt so badly by people that you don't sow the proper thoughts because you're all day thinking about how somebody did you wrong. And, and he don't want you to speak the right things because you're like, I don't want to say nothing cause it seems like every time I say things are getting good for me, things turn around. He, he wants to get you so messed up, watch this, that you, 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 you are a jewel. I made that word up. A in front of the word seed, jewel. <laughs> W- which means he wants you to be so scared you never plan anything. Right. Ecclesiastes he talks about how you won't sow if you regard the wind. You won't sow if you regard the circumstances. He wants you to always be so worried about sowing anything good that you never do it. Because his whole desire is to keep what you got in your hands and keep that all you'll ever have. Regardless of w- what that means. Remember, it's not limited to just money. Fourth law. Y'all all right? I got six minutes and 30 seconds. Fourth law. My seed leaves my hand, but it never leaves my life. Amen. Your seed leaves your hand, but it never leaves your life. Now remember, let, let's use this for example. Uh, love. You're giving love to people, whether that's platonic or whatever, dating, marriage, whatever. Um, you giving love to people. It may leave your hand, but the love you give will never leave your life. It will just return through a different carrier. You, you missed it. You missed it. So, Because some people say, you know, it's just, you know it seems like more I care about folks the more folks do me wrong and more this and that. And that. Okay, but, but guess what? But that doesn't mean you stop sowing the seed of love. Because if you stop sowing the seed of love, again, then that becomes all of what you got in your hand becomes your harvest. Which means I will so love, watch this, with no expectation that you are going to be the one to give it back to me anyhow. <laughs> because he controls the harvest, baby. The Bible says it's God that brings the increase. Which means I'm going to love you without the expectation of you giving it back to me the way I gave it to you. Because I'm not expecting it from you because you're not the God of my harvest. Jehovah Jireh is the God of my harvest. So, so, I, I will give it. Because I'm not expecting for you to be where I get it back from, no how. If you do, great. If not, great. Because so many times we sow, let's use love again for an example, with an expectation of the person we sowed it to to be the conduit to give it back. You'll sow a compliment to somebody and wait on them to give you one. I really like your suit. So, you just ain't gonna say nothing to me about my new shoes. <laughs> you ain't gonna, say, ain't gonna say nothing. That's what happens. You will sow with the expectation. You'll get, oh, ooh, I'm gonna get you. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord, I'm gonna get you. You'll give somebody some money. Preach, <laughs> Bishop. I will. You'll give somebody some money. And you'll say, I'm just doing this because God has been so good to me and I I got to tell it all. I got to share the with the Lord has been good. How to take this fifteen dollars, girl, take it. That's more where that came from. You need an extra five? I got a twenty now. Don't trip. I got a twenty. And you'll sow it to them. And you'll tell them, Don't don't even worry about I I'll, I'll get you on next Friday. You already I already know you're lying. Just keep just, just keep it. <laughs> Let's not make you commit two sins. Just 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 keep it. And then when you're the one that needs the 20, you will have an anticipated expectation that they're going to give back to you the way you gave to them. Only to have them give you some spiritual answer. But let's just pray about it. And you're saying, I shouldn't let you just pray about it. And what happens? You get disappointed with them. Because you were looking for the wrong conduit for your harvest. It's him that gives you the harvest. And he'll use anybody. Luke 6.38. Give and it shall be given unto you. How? Press down. Shaking together. Running over. Shall men, not the man or the woman that you gave it to. Which means I don't sow love with the expectation of you giving it back to me the way I gave it to you. Somebody going to do it. Got it? I don't sow money with the expectation that well, you know, you know, you, you're gonna be the one giving it back. No, somebody will. After he presses it down, shakes it together and makes it voluptuous. How yeah. five of your neighbors say, I know that's right. I know. <laughs> Which means this anytime you sow seed, watch this. Regardless, what kind of seeds are there? How many? Or what what are they? Don't worry about getting credit. Amen. Amen. Matthew 6 talks about uh, when you do a charitable deed, don't do it for, for the eye service of men seeing you do it because he says you then have your reward. What's the reward? Everybody's saying they are so nice. That's your whole harvest. You missed it. Flip it there to Matthew 6. Let me just help your neighbor. you spiritual, but your neighbor, we're working on them tonight. We're going to get them saved before this is over. Amen. <laughs> Matthew 6. Oh, come on, iPad. I rebuke the devil out of you. Amen. Come out, you unclean spirit. <laughs> Matthew 6, you got it? Look at one. Look at verse 1. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Look at, look at the next verse. You read it or the next sentence. You read it. Right. Otherwise... You have no reward. Stop. He says, take heed. You don't do stuff. So that you can get credit from people. See how, see how good I am to you? See how I love you? See how I do you? No, 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 no. You're doing it to be seen by them. And he tells you, you will have no reward or harvest from your father in heaven. Huh? <laughs> now, 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 let, 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 let's, let, let's get to the next law. You ready? Right, well, let me give you this for four because I want to give you one more thing for four. It leaves your hand but never leaves your life. Seed leaves the present and goes into your future. Amen. That's still part of four. That's part of four. Part of four. four. Give me a little something, something, a little extra, extra. Special sauce. A seed leaves today, and you don't see what happens, but that seed leaves, and it goes into your future. So watch this. I know what my tomorrow's going to look like because of the seed I've sown today. Now, I need to help somebody. I'm not worried about the economy. I'm not worried about bailouts. I'm not worried about debt. That ain't my debt. I'm not worried about none of that. Let me tell you why. Because I'm a sower. And since I'm a sower, the world has never been my source. God has always been my source. And I know my tomorrow is going to be fine. I don't care. let the dollar fall. I don't live by the dollar. I live by the kingdom. And since I'm a sower, I know my tomorrow looks good. I know I'm protected. Matthew 3 or Malachi 3. He says, I'll rebuke the devourer for your... Sa- I know Satan's already rebuked tomorrow. I know bad business decisions are rebuked. I know bad budgeting is rebuked. Why? Because I'm a sower. You got it? Here's the fifth. Here's the fifth. Here's the fifth law. <laughs> I love this one. My seed is working for me while I'm sleeping. Bible says God never sleeps nor does he slumber. Now, let's just do a little real, real quick you know, calculation. Do, 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 do. Ready? If he never sleeps which never slumbers, which means he's never worried, what sense does it make for both of y'all to be up worrying about stuff in the middle of the night? What sense does it make for you to be worried about something that he obviously was so disinterested in? He didn't lose no sleep over it. Are you getting it? He never sleeps nor summers, so there's no need in me missing any rest because I know while I sleep tonight I'm gonna sleep wonderfully after I pee ninety and do my do my my quart and a half, or gallon and a half of water. I'm going to sleep wonderfully. You know why? Yes, I know the Lord is good and all that stuff is wonderful. Yes. But I know while I'm asleep, my seed is going to work for me. My seed, when you sleep tonight, your seed is going to be working on the heart of your employer. Heart of the king's in his hand. And while everybody else is seeming to get paid decrease and furlough, etc., your seed is working for you in the middle of the night. Amen. That's why some people, I just couldn't sleep last night. And they're not believers. You're like, I'll tell you why. My seed was messing with you. He, 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 my, my seed is working for me 24 hours a day. Isn't that something you can't even work 24 hours a day. I don't care how many five hours and red bulls and all of these things you take, you can't even do that. But your seed can. Can I give you something real quick? Bible says, you cannot serve God and what? No the devil. Oh huh? Oh, mammon. Oh, whoops. I just read it the way most Christians believe it. You can't serve God and the devil. No, that's not what the Bible says. Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is not money. It is the spirit of the love of money. But check this out. God says the only thing I even put remotely comparable to myself is your seed. You you, you missed that. You missed that. You cannot serve God and mammon. What's, what's the insinuation that in some way there is some kind of equality? Right, right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not totally. There's nothing greater than God, but you follow the point. He doesn't say you can't serve God and the devil. He doesn't say you can't serve God and your wife. He doesn't say you can't serve God in the church. No, he said you can't serve God and love your seed more than you love me. Can't do that at the same time. Which means your seed is far more powerful then you know. Works for you 24 hours a day. My actions are working for me 24. See, the love I sowed to somebody today, baby, that's working for me. The thoughts I took captive today, that's working for me. The, the money I sowed, that's working for me. Got it. What are we on? Here's six. Now, if you don't shout off of this one, that's cool. Uh, because right once I finish tonight's teaching, uh, I'm going to give an invitation to come to the Lord. And uh, you should come to him. <laughs> now, now this one's just, now let me test again. How many people you'd like to see some increase in your finances? Okay, good. And those of you that don't want to see any increase, that's fine. Then let me have some. If you got it like that to where you don't need no more, then we're going to send you a list of stuff you can buy. So if your neighbor didn't raise their hand after church, you makes your fellowship with them. <laughs> God bless you. I, I noticed your hand wasn't up. I noticed, I noticed your hand wasn't up. I noticed. If you got it like that where you don't want to see no kind of increase, I ain't saying it's bad. I'm just saying it wasn't me. Who don't want increase? Amen. Now, now go to Mark chapter 10. I've taught on this before, but I want you to see this. Ooh, and this is going to bless you. Oh, my goodness. You got Mark 10? Now, let me give you the law, then we're going to read it. Seed. Seed, which for money is above your tithes. What you give above your tithes is seed. The tithe belongs to God. Everything above that is seed. Got it? Seed into the kingdom produces mega results. Seed into the kingdom. What is seed? Everything you give. Of well, your ties produces what? Mega results. Now, Mark 10, look at verse 27. You ready? Now, these are Jesus' words. You ready? Now, Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, what? All are say it again. All are possible. Say it again. All are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Surely I say to you, There is none who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and the gospel's sake. What's that? The kingdom. Who shall not receive a what? Hundredfold. (laughs) No. Let's look at verse thirty again. Look at verse thirty again. Who shall not receive what? A hundredfold. Hundred times? Hmm. Peculiar. When? No, in the sweet by and by. No, when they die and go over there. No. Now, in this time, evidently he wants you to be living in Eden now. Why would he say now? See, here's the thing. Don't you tell me now and then be a, and take it back. I not read the book, so it's too late. Should have changed it in my copy. When does he say I get the hundredfold? Now. In, in what time? In this time here's the thing here's the way to think of time when you come into the revelation that it's owed you you'll never go harvest for something you don't think is yours you you could drive over to you can go to Colby Kansas and go eat at that one McDonald's on the border over there and, and, and drive past all of that corn and wheat and whatever but if you don't think that that's your harvest You'll drive right past it and say, that show is a lot of corn. That show is a lot of wheat. And God says, but you have a lot of corn, a lot of wheat, a lot of this, a lot of that that has been already prepared for you by stuff you sold years ago. But you didn't have a revelation that you could get that big of a harvest back. Y'all obviously can't hear me. He said, You didn't know it wasn't 30 fold. It wasn't 60 fold. It wasn't 90 fold, but it was a hundred fold. Not when I die and get to heaven, but I need that now so I can bring heaven down here. Look at it. And I'm through. I'm going to take my seat. What does he tell you you can get? Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands. Here's the caveat. With what? <laughs> if you want to know if you're in harvest, because you got some persecution. If you don't have no persecution, you're not in hundredfold territory yet. Anybody dealing with some persecution? Anybody? Okay, then you're in hundredfold territory. And look what he tells you. Not only are you going to get it now, but in the what? Age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. How does the last become first? Because he got an understanding of seed time, harvest time. You're thinking, oh, if I just had more education. And yes, you should further your education. But Jesus is saying, get a revelation of the seed. Because your seed will take you from being last. It's not going to have to be this big old dramatic process. My seed will take me from being dead last and immediately... I'm now in the front of y'all. I'm hearing what I'm saying. Yeah. But now, his, his last piece of this. Look at what he says. A hundred times. What does he say? A hundred times. Let's just give you a real simple example. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to make it too hard for your neighbor. They saw a $1, dollar. Hundred times would be what? Hundred bucks. That's good. That's good return. Can't beat Kingdom invested. You don't even need FDIC. I get FDIK. (laughs) No, KDIK. The Kingdom Deposit Insurance Corporation. Which means I never lose anything I sell. Why? Because it leaves my hand, never my life. But now watch this. Let's say this is one times. So this is your buck, right? It's not what the Bible says. Got to be very... Uh, careful when you're reading the Bible because you can't just read it. You got to read it. it doesn't say a hundred times. It says a hundred fold. That's one fold. But I now have four pieces of paper. Come on, your, neighbor, your neighbor didn't get it. Let me talk to this side of the church because obviously y'all went to math school. One times. He says a fold. And it what does hundredfold mean in Greek? A hundredfold. What does it mean in Hebrew? A hundredfold. He says, Take what you've sown and place one fold in it. I went from my one dollar seed, a hundredfold return gives me four hundred dollars. Each dollar is four, because a fold gives me four sheets of paper. You see this? See, I'm giving you this wonderful little analogy, so you can get it. Got it? Okay. This is one times. This is, see, the Lord trying to get you. This is one fold. But with one fold, I got one, two, three. Let me help you figure out how much harvest you got coming your way. It's cause see, if you don't know what's yours, you're going to be sitting up taking chump change. But I think there's some sowers in the place that say, Bishop, please tell me what it is that I'm owed. Here's the exchange rate. Oh, Bishop, you can't figure God out. And yes, I can because he put it in his book. He shouldn't have put it in his book if he didn't want me to know it. A hundredfold... Is four hundred times. Okay. All right. Let's read the Bible, verse twenty-nine. You read verse twenty-nine, and I'm gonna go shout, and y'all can do whatever y'all are gonna do. Look at verse twenty-nine. Ready, to read. Now, stop. Left right there intimates a loss or a seed. That's how, you say, what does he mean? He leaving. it, what is he talking about? That's the seed that's sown. Got it? Verse 30. Read it. Who shall not? When? In this time, and and sisters and and children and Stop. Can I tell you what God's been getting some of y'all ready for? The persecution you've been enduring down here had nothing to do with down here. It had to do when the harvest was fully released. Because if you can't handle haters here, you show not. Father, in the name of Jesus, we've read your word tonight so we demand the harvest that you have already prepared for us. Not because we're so good, but because you're so good. Now, in this lifetime, I'm through. Let me just tell you how you practically apply this sixth law. Every day, you should have a targeted prayer, list, targeted prayer list. If you don't know about that, get in KOU, you learn about that. You have a targeted prayer list. And in my targeted prayer list, I have a list. See, you got to keep record of what you sow. Amen. See, if, if, you, if you sow haphazardly, you, you won't even know mm. what you'd be looking for. Right. Now, I don't sow because of the harvest. I sow because it's right. Amen. What kind of seeds? Oh. Four. Oh. what are they? Thoughts, words, actions. I don't do that with this intention of, ooh, I'm going to get this and then. No, no, no. I do it because it's right. A byproduct of it being right is the harvest that comes from it. So on my target prayer list, I got a list of everything sown voluntarily (laughs) and involuntarily. And let me tell you this. Let me just tell you this. I'm able to track where I, I'm at in the reception of the harvest of that. Because if I don't put a demand on that, somebody else is going to be walking in my corn, walking in my wheat. I don't know it's about you, but as for me and my house, we want the harvest of what we've sown. My seed is working for me. Now, listen, I'm going to give you a challenge. I'm going to give you a challenge. As you rise in just in about five seconds, can you praise God, watch this, not for your harvest, but for your neighbor's harvest? Because God needs to know you're not going to be a hater when you see somebody else. Rejoice with them that are... It's been five seconds. I don't know what you're doing. It's been five seconds. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. I said, can you do it for your neighbor? Can you shout for your neighbor's harvest? Can you praise God for your neighbor? Oh, that's not good enough. Oh, my God. Can you rejoice with your neighbor? If your neighbor not shouting, you ought to push them real good. Because you shouting for them. Oh God, I just wish there were some people in the house tonight that could rejoice with them, that'll rejoice! Touch your neighbor and say, I see you in your harvest. And you look a whole lot better better than you do right now. now. Come on, you ought to rejoice about it. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's the Bible. It's the Bible. It's the the book. Father, we, we honor you for such